Are you looking this at looks darkly red, but I think you're actually right. I think it's because oh, this I is from the movie. Color corrected. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. Someone fixed it, so she was yeah. red. Yeah, you're right. She is in like a bluish. The fans demand. Peacock wears. I mean, not multicolors, but I think this is the color of her ish. Her outfit is thing. peacock inspired, right? Yeah. And it's it's like it has multiple hues. But if in I'm there. gonna lump the women, especially in the like, but Mrs. White wears black, so yeah, but she's a widow. Like that's. I don't know. Three times. We're not recording. Oh, yeah, we, we are, are recording. <laughs> absolutely are recording. There's a cold open. Make believe money. Make do that in the movie they do it in the video game (laughs) okay great (laughs) i'm liz i'm damon i'm dan dan what are we talking about we are going to talk about the movie clue oh yeah we are and once again i thought we were going to all drink our themed drinks together and damon just (laughs) ahead of time it's a bit now (laughs) you can't hand him his next drink until we actually are ready to go deal all right we never talked about this one so we're gonna do clue why would it be different (laughs) We have three endings, like the movie. Yeah, I'm so Bing. I'm just going to edit Dan into that instead of bringing the real music in. I'm into it. Liz, this is a note for later. <laughs> and we have, for this one, cognac. Yeah, because um, they, all, they all drink that. Right. And then mm-hmm. later, Yvette screams. Hey, Me you know, too. I also drink the cognac. You know what's in here, though? Huh? Remember when Damon dropped a bunch of queso? <laughs> I was like, ew, I think my ice cube has mold on it. <laughs> no, just cheese and guac. <laughs> you, you take it away. Well, then your cognac will taste better than everyone else's because <laughs> yours will have that little avocado flavor. Damon's scooping it out for oh, me Oh, good. I thought for a second that was him tossing yeah, it out. I was I'm like, like don't that's toss so sad. This I'll drink it. very old, pale, very special old, pale cognac. Yeah, that's not a thing I knew existed, but apparently there's different types. I've never actually drank cognac. Me neither. I've only used... Uh, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's cognac. Is um is um Grand Marnier cognac? Cognac. No. That's. I thought it was a. Grand Marnier liquor. is not cognac, and I've drank brandy. Yes. Um. And Wait, sh- is Grand Marnier a brandy? <clears throat> no. Just a liqueur. So. I think it's just a liqueur. Okay. I was gonna say because you usually use cognac for like lighting shit on fire. Mm-hmm. Is that or brandy? You drank it again. All right, I'm <laughs> drinking mine then. All right, let's do this. It's Cheers a to you and me. Cheers Liz. to you and me. You already had yours, David. <laughs> we never That's talked enough. about it. <laughs> that tastes exactly how I expected that to taste. Which uh, is it's pretty good. Like alcohol? Yeah. It's warming. Oh yeah. Um I like that you can kind of taste like a wood like mm-hmm. <laughs> oaky finish, I guess. You know that like um like aged in a barrel of wood kind of flavor on the back end. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of nice. I like that. We might not stop at one glass on this guy. We'll see. We'll see what Liz is up to. Whew. There are three endings. And it's also a sweaty day outside, and I don't know how much sweaty I want to get in here where we've air-conditioned it. We'll see how it goes. We're fine. Does drinking booze <clears throat> make you sweaty? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it does you too, Dan. You just don't, you don't tend notice. to remember. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's fair enough, perhaps. Everybody gets sweaty. 
so we're talking about Clue. We've got Correct. three endings. What's Correct. your uh, clever setup, Wadsworth? It is Wadsworth. I don't know that I have a clever setup. Oh, what that's do you fine. Mean? We should do our ratings and uh, talk about the plot. Yes, that's what we should do. Uh, Sorry, do you want to start with plot or do you want to start with ratings? We can do plot. Yeah, let's do plot. Okay. Damon, you do it. Uh, does anybody know when the game was produced originally? It was first called Cluedo in Britain, and I think it was from the 20s. And, it was around when Agatha Christie was writing books because it's based on And Then There Were None. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Publication date, 1949. Oh, that makes sense. Much later than I thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it so, was known <clears throat> as Cluedo. It is a British game from uh, the 1940s. From Britain. We just From Britain um, <laughs> that we just determined. Um, but most people recall it as a uh, board game where you attempt to resol- resolve the events the of a murder um, by making accusations of um, characters' intent, <laughs> the weaponry that was used, and the room in which it happened, which the last two seem to be should be the most obvious things about a murder in my experience. <laughs> what it ha- what happened is is that you find a body supposedly in this game just like chilling dead in the middle of the house. Well, here's my here's my conundrum with like the the setup of the original game is that like there are six weapons four of which are bludgeoning tools. Mhm. Some then, are stabbing tools. Oh uh, oh, there is a knife, a rope, I was about to say, and a and gun. So there's a gun. actually three bludgeoning tools. There's three bludgeoning tools. Yeah, you got your pipe, your, your candlestick, candle and your... <laughs> we had a Barbie doll shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so either, though, either you should be able to eliminate half the weapons, like, upon finding the body... <laughs> Or <laughs> He's got this person is beaten to death with a knife <laughs> and a piece of rope. Someone tied a rope into a knot and beat a man to death yeah. with it. He's strangled to death with a lead rope. <laughs> what the fuck? He, he lit a candle and slowly suffocated him. <laughs> uh, so that's what we we're most familiar with. But today we are referencing pretty directly the 1980... 90. Oh, 80? Six, seven, eight. Eighty-five. 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 Film, um, which adap- uh, adapted the game pretty directly. I mean, as much as you can adapt a board game. I was going to say, yeah. it's one of the first board game to movie adaptations, right? Like, <clears throat> but I know. What else we got? Battleship. That happened later. Um, uh, Monopoly, if you count Citizen Kane, am I right? No. I don't know. Very Rich Man. <laughs> No. Okay, He's then Annie too. <laughs> oh, oh, Annie, yeah. <laughs> I, if you just need a rich Very man rich in man. it, uh, the social network based on Monopoly. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, um, yeah, I think like one of the first. Makes sense though, because like of classic, like capital C classic board games, like it's the only one with like a narrative. I would really say the you could hazard. Yeah, it's one of my favorites of like the old board games because Same. it is in some way strategic and, like, fun and interesting as opposed to a game where you roll dice and land where you land and do what you do in yeah. a la a Candyland or a Monopoly or something where it's just, like, literally, Candyland? It's not a game. <laughs> no. You roll dice, you draw cards, and you do what they say that they do. I no, think it's you just technically draw cards. just... 
Yeah, actually, there's you don't just even cards like... with pictures of the color that you're supposed to go to because uh, in olden days, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, when my mom and I would play it when I was little, she would stack the deck to let me win in the fewest moves possible so we would so we stop playing to... the game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. Which is ironic because at that point, and it's literally just a means of passing time. Like, yeah. But don't have the game. That. So this is she really had... the answer here is my mom didn't like hanging out with me. <laughs> <laughs> my mom listens to this podcast. Your words. <laughs> but yeah, fine. we got Christopher Lloyd and uh, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn, Mike. Tim Curry. What's his name? Michael uh, Michael not, McKean. 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 I wanted to call him Michael Keaton. Uh, Martin Mull. Martin yep. Mull. Who is? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, some other people. And then a bunch of other people. Yep. And then and the rest. Oh, <laughs> Mrs. Peacock is somebody. She is famous. Her Everybody's name is somebody. Elaine. Uh, Aline Brennan. Aline Brennan. Uh, she's been in stuff. Yeah. You know her face. Mm-hmm. If you ain't seen her, and then one lady who looks like Susan Sarandon but is not Susan Sarandon. That is, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, she won some stuff. She won an Emmy. Oh, for what? Uh, Private Pri- Benjamin. Oh, that movie. What? <clears throat> that was a movie. That was a television show. She received an Oscar as Best Supporting Actress, and then she reprised the role in the television adaptation for which she won an Emmy. There it is. As well as a Golden Globe. Oh, Dang. Good you know, for her. She must have been good in that. I guess. Or it was a slow year. Um, but the movie, the, the movie is a weird, like, uh, basically, it's weird that they made a movie out of Clue, because Clue is basically any Agatha Christie book. You get a bunch of people in a room together, there's a dead body, and you have to figure out which of the people in the room together is the one that did it. It's like any Hercule Poirot. Damn, can I have some more cognac? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so in the movie, though, the general premise is that they're all getting blackmailed. Yes, by this man named Mr. Body. Right, and he brings in all of the people he got the information from Mm -hmm. and uses like these people to murder them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that it like cleans up his criminal empire, ties up all his loose threads, sort of thing. Yeah. Right. And there are three endings, which is why we have three endings. I'm excited about that. Do, 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 do. Don't bunk the table. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> <sighs> uh, three murders. Three murders. This is getting serious. Do, 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 do. This is one way it could have ended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, do you want to do ratings? Oh, do, shoot. I do forgot about that. Do we do enough that. a plot, I guess? Uh, I think so. Uh, kind of did the plot. Like, the, here's the You're deal. solving a murder. Yeah. It's a delightful movie mm-hmm. that opened and flopped hard and has since developed a cult following. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's totally yeah. worth a watch. It's a great movie. Yeah. Very I love quotable. It so much. I quote it a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, very gifable, also. Yes. Clever girl. Well. That didn't come from this, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just making a comment about your quoting. What? We're going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's do ratings. Um, Damon, do you want to start again? I can, yeah. Uh, I played the board game considerably uh, growing up. Um, does that count in this context? Sure it does. All right, I'm into it. I think yeah. it makes you more familiar with the plot. Yeah. I think it definitely, like... Helped me be encouraged to watch a film that uh, deals with themes and concepts that were uh, not made for me as an eight-year-old watching it on Comedy Central uh, <laughs> when it was airing. Uh, it was definitely something that, like I grew up with, uh, like revisiting it repeatedly uh, from like eight to twenty-eight. 
um, and like you know, you become more familiar with the themes at play and like the you know red scare time that they were writing and working in and like um, not writing in because this was like thirty years after it's set, but um, <clears throat> but the things that they were spoofing on and like you, the more you understand that stuff, the you know the the comedy richens like a good cognac. The heftier the <laughs> yeah. good cognac. But the thing is, communism was just a red herring. Just a red herring. Uh, I love this movie so much. Me too. I'll do my rating next. Did Damon say a number? Did you say a number? Do 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 do. I think you just said that he played the board game a lot. I did. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I went on about how I enjoyed the movie quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, but what's up. the number? Yeah, but Dave? there's a number component is here. There's a number component to that. I would say <laughs> if I were. Um, yeah, if we were going to do our podcast. <laughs> if I were going to be bullied into applying a numerical value to my familiarity. <laughs> that we've been doing for 40 franchise. episodes. <laughs> I would hazard to say I would probably put myself at like an eight or a nine with this, honestly. Ooh. Yeah. With the movie? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. I know it inside it out pretty well. All right. Oh, then I'll go next. Just I because did correct Dan on the color of half the characters. True, um, it's true. Uh, costuming. So I think you I'm need to knock yours down. Oh no! <laughs> so this this could actually then be our most highly rated because I was I'm gonna, gonna say put myself at an eight or nine. Yeah. A, I love this board game and I've played it a lot, but I have seen this movie a disgusting amount of times. <laughs> I mean, like, put me in a darkened room with a blindfold, and I'm. I'm pretty darn close to being able to go line for line. Like, all right. I love this movie. Same same situation where I was far too young to watch it when I first watched it, but <laughs> then just kept on doing it. Uh, and I truly enjoy it. And if I had to count how many times I was doing it, one plus one plus two <laughs> one plus, plus one. one. There's one plus, plus one plus two plus one. <laughs> one bullet left in this gun, and guess who's going to get it? <laughs> Two plus one plus one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all there is. Just, I've seen it a whole lot. Yeah. And I love it very dearly. I think I am going to do the same. I would say I'm an eight or nine. Also, I the Clue is un, until very, very recently my favorite board game. Um, and I would bully my family into playing it with us so often that we had to replace the knife a couple of times because it went missing we had a, a Ken doll shoe for a while and then a bottle cap that just had written the word knife on it <laughs> in pencil. Um, we've used up all the little pa- the papers and it's been great. Um, uh, and I've watched this movie a ton of times. Actually, surprisingly, did not watch it a lot when I was a kid. Uh, mm. We would watch it if it came on Comedy Central, but mostly I watched it in high school and college. Um, and now every day of my life ever after. There you go. I fucking mm. love this movie. Well, Let's before we get, I was say, before we get any deeper, if you'll excuse me, everyone, help yourself to a drink. Not the cognac, just in case. <laughs> which is also a quote from this movie. Which is all I really do. He says it's so gently as he pours some more cognac. <laughs> I hope the listeners I hope those could sounds hear that. Can that was be like picked a, up. Yeah, a that lovely. Was all, it was all beautiful. I enjoyed all of it very good. much. We can fully it in later. <laughs> Absolutely. In my studio. So, much like the movie, we have three angles on which to discuss. Okay. The first one. I need to put my drink down and look at my <laughs> computer screen. How does homeowner's insurance deal with murder? How does 
it. I feel like... I imagine it depends on if the homeowner is the one who murders. Well, yes, correct. Yeah, are we talking the homeowner's insurance for, like, a murdered homeowner or a homeowner committing murder? Does it ever say who owns that home? Mr. Body? Uh, No, because he's just... It seems almost like he rented it out. Right. Yeah. It seems like that is... What a, a crappy Airbnb review. <laughs> I think that that is just a space that they are occupying for the events of the film. Which, like, no, None of those characters live there. And they never like make it through the whole night to like go to, the, to bed or anything. Which does make it a little troublesome to think that the plan was to stack the corpses in the, bod- in the basement and leave. Yeah. yeah. You imagine Assuming the person they- who rented out who comes back and is like, oh... <laughs> Six corpses. Everything's fine. It's been a lovely summer season, Susan. Why don't we open back up the house and see where it... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Are you all right? Hey, it's a free country. <laughs> Although, like, I, I wonder... Uh, like, is there a big market for that? For just, like, old stately homes that... Well, I think that's part of seem the... Seem how, like, operating... Like, have operating electricity and guard dogs and, like, conservatories that are... I think he are... rented the guard dogs separately. Uh, I don't know. Well, because they, they seem to like They have, like, him. an actual guard dog, like... They have, like, a dog house in the front. They do. I guess yeah. they that's might a have temp install, but... You're right. Well, I feel like that's kind of the, like... So the plot of the first season of Downton Abbey is <laughs> that uh, the guy who owns that manor house's daughter needs to get married to someone who will, like also be able to like carry on owning this manor house otherwise they'd probably have to like rent it out to people so i feel like it is probably yeah it is probably like a richish person who is like well i can't live there old money in the northeast that has like fallen on hard times yeah so they Mm. rent it out but they live in town Hmm. Okay. And there's like caretakers. That's like also the plot of like, firstly, every Agatha Christie book, but then also like every Shirley Jackson, yeah, a horror movie where like there's a stately old house that no one goes to, but they still have to have like caretakers come and check it out. Well, what you don't know is if any of the people from Clue stay in that house the whole night, they inherit the old man's fortune. <laughs> <laughs> if you stay there long enough, it's yours. <laughs> Isn't that like but a the thing ghosts have been awoken <laughs> in classic movies? Like if you can stay in there the whole night, yeah. you get the house or whatever. That is the plot of a lot of Scooby Doo episodes. Yes, that's yeah. where really what I'm thinking of. Um, that's like loosely adapted from the haunting of um, Hill House, where it's not about that. It's like a, a psychic has brought all these other psychics to the house to try and wake up the ghost in it, but they'll get paid if they can stay mm-hmm. as long as the mm-hmm. person asks them to stay. Like doesn't go well. They all die. They don't all die. <laughs> Most of them leave. So anyway. <laughs> spoilers. Clue. That's a good question, because it does depend on who owns the house. Okay. That's the whole point. So, okay. So. Are you saying I could murder a person in my house? No. Oh. Well, yes. Homeowner's insurance just won't cover it. Would you like more cognac? <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow murder, but yeah, I mean, it's a good way to go. So, if it's owned by, let's say, Mr. Body. Mm-hmm. Homeowners and renters only covers li- it covers liability, but it only covers accidental harm. So, like, if your dog uh. bites someone at the dog park or if somebody trips over a toy that your kid left in the hallway, like, it would cover their expenses because it's accidental harm. What about second-degree murder where you didn't plan to do it until you were doing it? <laughs> Whoops! If you're the one who did the murder, no, it no. Was not, that is not accidental harm. Okay, I have some calls to make. What about <laughs> reckless uh, manslaughter? Yeah, 
Yeah. Recklessly Recklessly negligent manslaughter. That's the next thing is it can potentially. um, So if someone is negligent, then it often like won't protect that person, but you can get them on negligence. So for example, Professor, uh, yeah, like if Professor Plum, for example, let's pick a person, like if he sued for the fact that he sealed off all the exits but one, that's potentially legit because he was negligent in not leaving more exits available to them. Oh. Okay. So Professor Plum with the litigation in the front hall. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, so it depends on anybody, though. Like, it, because he blocked off a bunch of exit, exits, right? You mm-hmm. can't go out that way. Why not? It's only glass. Um, bark, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, in theory, could make him negligent um, because there was only the one, one exit. So it depends on if Mr. Body owns the house slash Wadsworth or if it's someone else, like if it's a third party Someone's who's renting, renting it out. out. Right. But it's only for historical tours. You weren't supposed to stay for dinner. All of the <laughs> lead, all of the glass is leaded. <laughs> so this is gonna get grim. Oh boy! Uh, welcome to our podcast. Our podcast grim. <laughs> yeah, never. who knew? <laughs> but. Some, but not all policies. So if you want a fun homework assignment, go look at your homeowner's and or renter's insurance policy. More cognac? Sponsors. Precious. (laughs) (laughs) Covers biological cleanup. Mm. Because it is very expensive to clean up. Remains? Remains. It is a biohazard and has to be cleaned up in a very specific way. So the reason I said this was going to get grim is it mostly comes into question for suicides. Oh. Because, again, murders, they're not going to cover. Like, if I murder someone, they're not going to be like, oh, we'll cover you. Great job. Um, <laughs> Great job murdering. <laughs> yeah. He's again. super dead. You did it. <laughs> but uh, if someone committed suicide in your home. Like an accident or someone died of old age. Right. Someone okay. died of old, a- old age or, so, yeah, someone tripped down the stairs or what have you. If there was significant... Uh, residue left over Ugh. that is sometimes covered but not always covered but it can be very expensive wow wow I feel like we should look at our policy and just see for like shits and giggles also um, that's interesting to me it's because weird to bring it up this way I just want to be clear I know this is like what we're talking about but like <laughs> Not planning on murdering let's you. keep it let's keep it fake for now okay. <laughs> fake money Fake advice. Fake advice, I guess, that it is. St- advice seems like the most broad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this makes me think, but though. Back to the point, Dan. Can you prove that she fell down the staircase? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to say this makes me think of there's this lady on YouTube uh, who, uh, her name is Caitlin. I think it's pronounced Joti. She's the um, a mortician who works for this thing called the Order of the Good Death in L.A., and uh, their whole goal is to, like, make it less stigmatized to, like, one, talk about death, but then also to, like, like treat and handle your loved ones who have passed away, to, like, be a part of that process so that you can mm. process it better for yourself. And she says that, like, a lot of laws have made it to favor... Um, Funeral homes and like, uh, what would you call people who do the um, mortuary? Yeah, mortuary. Big mortuary. Workers. So big yeah. death. Yeah, big death. Because they they 
um, have made it so that we believe all dead bodies are a, like a horrible biohazard. Yeah. And like, obviously there are some situations where you maybe wouldn't want to. Well, I don't actually mean it's like a huge biohazard. Th- well, there are laws that make it very hard to clean up because it is a biohazard, yeah. but actually it's just hard to clean up. Yeah. Like also blood true. and getting that stuff out of an actual home. is just very difficult to do. So it's yeah. very expensive from a, that standpoint. Damon keeps looking at me like, seems like Dan's got experience in this. <laughs> I no. have bled on things. We've all bled on Everybody's things. Everybody's bled on something, but I was just thinking, in my head, I was going, out oh, damn spot. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. Out, out damn it's spot. A, exactly. It's hard to clean it up yourself because of all the hallucinations you'll have. Right, the crazy. From guilt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah. Basically, it doesn't cover if you're the murderer. Cool. But if all these people sued the person who rented it, they might have a claim, and their liability insurance would probably pay that claim. The All the people. dead people. Well, no, like if if uh, Mr. Like if Plum was like, I had emotional trauma or something like that. Uh, okay. So Mr. Body's insurance would cover Mr. Plum's emotional trauma, or Mr. Plum's insurance would cover his own emotional trauma. Probably Mr. Body's and or the person who rented this house out to Mr. Body, depending. Gotcha. And okay. this actually might have business insurance that steps in if it's rented out routinely as a business, as a venue of. Of an event. Some kind. Right, yeah. Yeah, we've gotten uh, liability insurance. As a theater person, I've gotten liability insurance before for lots of venues, and they've always covered, like, a, a very high amount of, like, bodily harm. And I'm like, what could possibly happen? It's, but I guess murder. <laughs> it's because medical costs are so high. That's right? true. Like, one trip to the hospital can be $100,000, even for just, like, a broken ankle. So, right. And that's why, actually, in my opinion, everyone should have what's called an umbrella policy. Okay. Um, so an umbrella policy is exactly what it sounds like. It covers basically all of your other insurance policies. So, right, you have insurance on your car. And if you injure someone, your car insurance will pay for their injury. And you have insurance on your home. If someone injures themselves in your home, injures themselves in your home, your, you know, home insurance will cover that and what have you. Umbrella insurance is just general liability that goes above and beyond that. And it's very cheap. It's like a hundred bucks a year for like a million dollars. Huh. So Whoa. if, you know, you got into a car accident and your medical coverage is $100,000 a person up to 500000 and suddenly somebody's injured for, for 600000 or, or they sue you for damages or whatever and it's another million dollars, liability insurance comes in. Oh. Right? If your home, you know, somebody, a tree falls on it. Well, actually, you're cutting down a tree, let's say, and you knock into somebody's home and it does $400,000 worth of damage, which is hell of a tree, but you get the idea. Sure. Your umbrella policy comes. So it's generally much cheaper to get the overall umbrella than to get higher limits on each individual policy. Um, and it works oh. if, like, if you're sued, it covers some things that homeowner's insurance doesn't, like libel and slander. Whoa. Weird, I know, but it, that's covered by umbrella so, policies and not by... Want- go yell about Oscar Wilde being gay and then he can turn around and be like I'm not and then that's a very sad story actually. It is. bad for Oscar Wilde. The thing about that though is I don't know how it affects if you're getting sued by a dead person. Well he's a ghost and he's got rights. So you have to get ghost umbrella Ghost umbrella. (laughs) Which keeps ghosts off you. Yes. Ghost umbrella insurance. Uh, If we work it right back to our very first episode which is what I believe the Ghostbusters probably have. Correct. They probably have a ghost umbrella, <laughs> ghost umbrella. insurance. Uh, so you feel like like any old schmo could maybe and should maybe not real advice get an umbrella policy? 
Or is there like a specific circumstance where you're like, you are now a homeowner or you are going to have a kid or like... Uh, My trigger would be, and again, everybody look at your own situation. This isn't real advice. Mm -hmm. If you own a car, you should have an umbrella policy. Oh, good call. That's basically my... Because you now have the ability to slam a ton of metal going 80 miles an hour into people (laughs) or buildings or anything like... (laughs) And any of those things are going to probably cost you more than your basic insurance oh coverage. God. When you talk about it like that, why do we let anyone drive? Oh, I'm very excited for autonomous vehicles because cars are stupid dangerous. Well, cars we are dumb. should not let humans drive why them. Why do we do this? Um, so that's from the homeowner's insurance side. The other part of the insurance via death or murder is life insurance. Okay. This one's pretty quick. So, Okay. Go, Go on. No, 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 no. I feel like you're about to just answer the thing that I'm about to ask you. If you are murdered, your life insurance generally pays out. Great. Now, will not pay Tops. out. <laughs> will not pay out to the person who murders you. Good. So if you're murdered by your spouse, which is actually not all that uncommon, I was gonna it say, won't pay to them. Most of the time, I think people are murdered by people they know. Right. Often by the people who sleep biblically. next to them and have to... Biblically, no. Yeah. <laughs> Often by the Correct. people who sleep next to them, they have to listen to them snore all the way through the night every night and get so sick of it. I'm so s- sick of it. I'm sad we did this episode. No, Damon Welcome to our last episode before we have to replace one of the two. Before we have to. Re- I'm not shouting. All right, I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I had to stop her screaming. <laughs> oh, I love that he pushes up the glasses. Well, I had to stop her <laughs> screaming. Anywho, so insurance generally pays out if you're murdered. And it will, spe- so here's the thing about life insurance that most people don't know. You have a two-year contestability period. Okay. So for two years, if you lied on a life insurance application, for the next two years, the company can come to you and say, you lied, we're getting rid of your insurance. Well, After two years... Even if you lied on your insurance application, you're good. So if you murder someone and collect on their insurance because it doesn't look like you murdered someone, in two years it's yours? No, 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 no. That's not how that works. (laughs) If when you were getting your life insurance application, they said, hey, do you smoke? Because if so, you'll get a higher rate. And you say, I don't smoke, but you do. If they find that out six months later, they can cancel your insurance or charge you more or do something like that. So if you don't smoke, don't pick up the habit within two years. After two years, your insurance is uncontestable. They ha- they basically give them two years to be like, you agreed to this, you cool with it, and if they can't find any reason not, after two years, it is incontestable. Well, The reason I bring this up is, one, murder is almost always covered, but it almost certainly would be two years later. Um, because like if I got a million-dollar policy and then Megan shot me in the head the next day, there would probably be some she? questions about, like, well, were you really doing that to pay for our kid? Right. You know I mean? like, was we this were actually destitute. like suicide? Right. Was it actually you and you go to jail? You know that, but now our kid's set for a while or whatever. You know right. what I mean? So there's that two year contestability. Wow, that's such a sad story. But the other reason is suicide. Oh. You commit suicide, your insurance will not pay unless it's been in effect two years. Dang. I am going to leave a little note for myself right here to include a suicide hotline yeah. note at the end of our episode. And maybe a warning that, that this, that this, this gets is a trigger actually warning for this kind one. of dark. Yeah. 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 Um, but all contracts are void if you're involved in illegal activity. So Whoa. really none of this matters if it's truly a blackmail ring. Whoa. Whoa. You cannot sign a contract. Even if you're the victim of the blackmail? Uh, that might be arguable. 
Yeah, because like, if you're a the, victim of murder, you didn't commit the crime. Well, right. That'll pay out. I just more meant like if they're all in a blackmail ring oh. and one of them gets murdered, they're the victim, but, but they were involved in illegal activity and did not like say that. So that would possibly void their insurance. Does okay. that mean like gang members can't get life insurance? Not that I think that they would. It's surprising maybe. because they're a big market for it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You said that so straight faced. I was like, whoa, seriously? <laughs> uh, I would think. I mean, again, it also depends on how you die. Yeah. Right? Like, you die in a car accident, even though you were doing illegal things, you're good. It's just more you. If you're doing something explicitly illegal at the time that you die, probably doesn't pay. If the cause of your death was an illegal activity. Huh. So, mm. okay. Here's a hypothetical that maybe will allude to a previous episode that I uh, won't detail. Uh, in American Gods, the car accident at the beginning, they are doing an illegal activity, doing it in public, and it causes him to drive off the road. Would that be the kind of thing that would, like... Hmm. Well... So that's going to be probably a case-by-case basis. Obviously, first you have to prove it. Fair. Right? Because if it's a terrible accident, they're probably going to wind up in all sorts of different places. Uh, Like, so it's probably... I believe they do. Yeah. Like, they get probably smushed and cut and squashed and all sorts of other fun things. Floor looks (laughs) great. And obviously, he's told that by someone with, like, omniscient-level knowledge, not by, like, an insurance adjuster. Sure. Uh... I would bet, and I am not an insurance adjuster, I would bet that gets paid. Or maybe gets settled for less than the full amount, but gets paid. Sure. Because I don't know that it's explicitly illegal. Right, it's not like they were smoking crack while right. driving. and. Well, no. but okay, so like if an accident happened during like a DUI, like that person was doing something illegal, does that get paid out? Yeah, that's the thing is oftentimes, so here's what would generally happen in that situation. You hit me while you were driving intoxicated. Sure. Definitely likely to happen knowing who I am. We have no cars (laughs) and other than that though, yeah. (laughs) I would get paid probably by my insurance company. Okay. Who would then sue your insurance company to pay that. Sure. Who would probably pay it, probably, who would then sue you to pay it. And I would... Um, <laughs> I just want the listeners to know why Mr. Miyagi to bug and it disgusted me. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so then it would fall back on the person doing the illegal activity right. to like come up with that money. Somehow. Again, so the thing is... Or go to jail. Uh, yeah, this is the whole negligence aspect where normally if you hit me accidentally, your insurance pays and you never have to. Right, so that's the whole deal. It's like your insurance takes care of it. Yeah. Because you did something negligent or illegal, you would probably be liable for it. So I would get paid by my insurance. Your insurance generally pays you if the other company won't, generally, up to whatever your limits are, which may or may not be the f- amount you need. Um, but then they, you do something, I've been wondering when we were going to talk about this, called... Oh, it's a word. I'm. It's like subrogation, subtrogation. It's a very. Hold on. It sounds like a level in a video game. <laughs> Let's see if I, how close I got. Um. 
Oh, not close enough in gonna, Google to even. I was gonna say it turns out the word is just like arbitration. <laughs> no, there's a specific word, subrogation. Oh, which is when your rogain fails. Yes. No. <laughs> so insurance, you agree to something called subrogation, which okay. basically means. I give up my claim to sue somebody when my insurance pays out. I give my insurance the right to sue them. Oh. So my insurance pays me. I'm out of the game. My insurance now has the right to go sue you to get the money that they paid me back. Interesting. So I guess if you wanted to, like, if you really wanted to sue the person who hurt you, you would not accept a life insurance or whatever claim. Well, again, there's different types of courts, too, right? Like, you can get emotional damages... Oh, but you but can't, physical you can't double dip. Gotcha. Yeah. If your insurance pays $100,000 in medical bills, you can't get $100,000 worth of suing them. That's your insurance company. They get the $100,000 if you sue them. Now, if you say pain and suffering for a million, yeah, you could maybe get that. Sure. But you can't double dip is the idea. This also seems way more likely that you'll actually get the money from an insurance company versus some rando who hurt you or someone you love. Right. What the I mean, what the company would do is then my company would sue your company, your company would pay, your company would then garnish your wages and probably never quite get everything back, but they'd Ouch. get what they could. Okay. But so This is why you don't hit someone while drunk driving. Don't do a hit. Um if you <laughs> But your company would wind up like my, my employer would wind Not up. Not your employer, your insurance company. My insurance company. company. And again, your would insurance garnish my wages. Your okay. insurance company, yes, would probably be the one coming after you. Assuming that I am the one committing the crime here, which is right. likely for Liz. Or my insurance company would. The point is somebody Someone's would come after you. If my, my company got paid from your company, then your company would come after you. If my company didn't get paid by your company, then they'd come after you directly. But some insurance company is gonna come after you. We will not deal with each other. Gotcha. Outside of potentially a civil suit. Or where you that exchange is, information. That is not for the stuff that the insurance company already covered. Gotcha. Oh, I had a question. Like one more very specific question. We have three endings. And this I is know, the most I'm questions so you've sorry. ever had. I'm so into it. This. I'm into it. No, ask, <laughs> ask away. Oh, what was it? I don't know. We'll come back. Point is, have insurance. Umbrella policy is not bad to look into. Generally, the state minimums on underinsured or uninsured people are very low. People drive without insurance. Maybe look at upping those a little bit above the state minimums. Yeah. Oh, this was my question. Is there a limit to how much a company could garnish your wages? Like, does that make it like an unlivable thing for people who are stuck with that kind of thing? Good question that I don't know the specific answer to. I believe there is, though. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that there's uh, regulations on I like think it's what? a percentage of your salary. Because it seems like it would garnish. just immediately mean this person went to like a pauper's prison. No. <laughs> well, it happens a lot with like back taxes yep. as well. Like, oh. Or student loans when you know, people default on those. Like, they're yep. like, okay, you're going to. It pretty much just becomes like an income based repayment thing then where like you can tolerate living without. 15% of your income, so we're just going to take the first 15% forever. Forever. Yeah. But we're going to do it through your employer because we've tried to do it through you, and, and you're not, you're not to be trusted. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. I'd actually say back taxes is probably the most common in terms of wage garnishment from what I've seen. For like people with, who don't I don't pay see their a taxes. lot of people who have their wages garnished, but occasionally I do, and it's normally back taxes. That seems so rough and stress-inducing. Oh, that's all it my questions. And I don't want to judge because obviously everybody lives a different life and things get hard, but... To people judge. come in and they're like, I haven't paid taxes in six years. Do you think that's going to be a problem? And I'm like, like yeah. <laughs> like, it's a crime. On one hand, I understand like you maybe didn't have it and you were in a hard place and this and that, but like, you're, yes. You're in trouble now. Like, oh, do I have to? You you do. Yes, you do, in fact. 
that's a rough spot to be in. I would say if you're in that position yourself, you should maybe go talk to a fiduciary or something. CPA, probably. CPA. Just like casually mention it. <laughs> Pro tip. If you're going to file, if you're going to be a freelancer, you also have to file your taxes quarterly. Nobody knows that. And then they also tend to get, not their wage garnished, but you get a penalty at the end of the year. Yeah. That's no fun. That's a rough thing. But there's like a threshold you have to hit. I'm. It's low though. It is kind of low. It's like 600 or 1,000 or something like that. It's pretty low. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to report all your income. That's uh, just a crime. Pause. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, be right back. <laughs> After Liz has a mild breakdown. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm paying taxes. Uh, so this is another way it could have happened. Bing. How about this? All right. Ending two. The cost of the staff. Oh. Because in this movie, there is the people getting blackmailed uh, for what they can afford, and in some cases, more than they can afford. <laughs> uh, and that is your normal players, right? Your Mr. Plum, your Colonel Mustard, your whomever. But then we're stuck with like three or four, five other More characters. than that. There's Yvette. There's the, the cook, cook. There's Mr. Body, the butler. Uh, there's the motorist. Oh. There's um, the... Are we talking about the cop and the singing telegram lady? The cop. And the singing telegram. Yep. So I have everybody in here, although I could delete it too. I guess I could delete the cop and the motorist because they don't actually really hire them for the event. They're not there in their job capacity. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So I should delete those But someone two. did pay for that singing telegram. I have the singing telegram. <laughs> so let me delete those two. Well, the question is who's paying, like which ending are you using and like who's paying because... Well, because if you're using the last Miss- ending and it's the FBI, then the cop might be being paid. Yeah, because he's always being paid by um, Scarlet. That's true. Because he's uh, receiving bribes. So, like, true. Yes. Maybe he But didn't... no, I have this. I, I'm doing this more of like to put on this event. Oh, okay. Okay. Not like who's getting. Because presumably all of them get paid something by the blackmailer to get the information. Maybe sure. consistently, maybe not. But no, this is just literally to put on an event. If you have a party where you have a maid, cook, butler, uh, and singing telegram. And the singing telegram. The classic four. For spice. Yes. <laughs> The normal four, what is that going to run you? <laughs> you know, in our wedding planning, I didn't think about the singing telegram, but that might be an important thing we've missed. I have a feeling that that'd be the only thing that would be like considerably more expensive now. What, uh, like, buying a singing telegram? I guarantee you telegram. I could find someone on Fiverr who would come and sing mm, us a song. You're probably not but wrong. But would you want that? No. I also think you should just pay freelancers the amount of money that you should expect to pay for a, a service like that and stop using like services like that as a coupon. Yeah, the answer is $5. <laughs> How much is the singing worth to you? Not a lot. Anywho. Anyway, I've got strong opinions about how much with, you should Dan? pay a freelancer, but go ahead. There you go. <laughs> okay. So we have a per hour cost. So then I did a per event cost. And I assume this happened over roughly six hours. Um, Seems about right. Although Cook was probably there the longest. Yeah. They say the cops are going to be there in under an hour, but they're there a little while before that happens because they have dinner. So I don't know. I was going to say it almost unfolds in real time. Yeah, it's like a two-hour so. two movie. But they, like, arrive in staggered bits, so it might very well be, like, three or right. four hours. Sure. Is it dog poop? I don't yeah, know. That's a dog poop joke? Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, when, when they all arrived, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then she flinched. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no. No. 
So we have a per hour, and then I can change the how many hours for the per event. Because right now it's at six, but we can change it to like two, three. What do you guys think? I'd say mm. let's call it three I'm or four. I'm fine with six because like the, the cook was there and prepared a whole meal. Oh, you're right. I guess if the and maid was the there, she probably cleaned and she put out the cognac and Especially if this else. is like, if we're in agreement that this is like a rentable venue, like that is otherwise unoccupied. There is probably a minimum amount of time you have to rent it anyway. And the singing yeah. telegram, I didn't, I just did like a, hourly. I did a singing, te- like to have a singing telegram arrive. Sure. Yeah. If that makes sense. I didn't do like a per hour because that's a crazy As thing do. to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for the maid. What I what I was able to find is about eleven and a half dollars an hour. But did you find eleven and a half hours a uh, dollars an hour for a sexy maid or a regular maid? Because I think she's sexy maid. That makes me so sad. <laughs> I was gonna be like, Liz, it doesn't matter, and then I was like, Oh no! no but in our society, it's super done. <laughs> she probably makes like thirty percent more because she's attractive. She's I think that mostly comes from the tip, though. Well, so. I was gonna say, I Just think it matters tip? more about the the outfit and the level of expectation of service. Like you're not paying a merry maid to come in and wear a teeny outfit. Well, that's why it comes from the tip, so you can tax it differently. And if you say just the tip again, we're firing you. I didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. Go on. So she regular maid. Yes, a regular maid at about 11 and a half an hour. The cook, I had at about 20 an hour. Sure. Butler, I read a very interesting article about what butlers get paid. Uh, it's you... not really important to this, but... <laughs> can you send it to me so I can link it in the show notes? Yeah, it's been a while since I did the research on this episode, but I think I have it in here, so I will send it to you. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, got it in here. Um, it was yeah, it was very interesting about like how you have to be a butler and the things you have to ignore and et cetera, et cetera. Butlers make good money. Why do you have to ignore? Just like the fact that you basically crimes, can't. mostly. <laughs> if you work for the Trump family, no. Um, oh. Political. Political. No, it was just more about like how you're not supposed. It it was actually really interesting because it was about how they deal with the kids of the family, where they're like on one hand friends because they're always there, but then the parents like are teaching the kids to ignore them too and just like it's a weird dichotomy but they're also kind of raising the kids because oh. the rich parents tend not to be they're there like your weird uncle that you're not allowed to like be friends with actually yeah. but anyway ew the good ones rich make, is gross <laughs> the good ones make like a hundred thousand dollars a year so that's almost dang fifty dollars an hour at what cost a hundred thousand dollars a year oh i, I think i just said it <laughs> you probably also get room and board so <laughs> yeah yeah something to think about yeah if you could, um, like be a but you have if you to could buttle for a couple years um, yeah, buttle as you did before. Uh, that's a different joke. Uh, the article I was reading said that it's not much in vogue here now, so you probably have to go to Asia or the Middle East if you want to be a, a high-end butler now. And they actually like having English-speaking English speaking. butlers, like you're in higher demand if you're fluent in English. Damon, are you okay if I take a two- to three-year... Uh, Buttling job? Buttling job. <laughs> I'm going back to school. So. Buttle <laughs> off to shuffle I'll be I'll be busy. <laughs> And then a singing telegram. $125. See, that seems about right. Because huh. you're asking someone to travel to this undisclosed location. or Well, disclosed to them. And <laughs> <laughs> if you could show up at 6. Ma'am, I don't know where to go. You'll if know. Just show up at 6, okay? I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, you're asking someone for their talent and to like show up in like gas mileage and fancy outfit maintenance I'm about to say, there's definitely like, a uniform and everything. yeah and it's like she's only doing a job for like five-ish minutes tops i mean you feel like any longer than that it would be a very awkward <laughs> amount of time. i feel like for every I haven't minute reached my 15th after, stanza. 
I feel like every minute beyond like five minutes, the cost goes down. <laughs> <laughs> please so, leave. Yeah. Please, please. We, the cognac or it goes may, up considerably. Like a lot. The cognac may be poisoned. Can I offer you some? <laughs> uh, yeah, the other thing is singing telegram. Do you, I guess you tell them the message? Do yes. they put it to any song they want? Or is there I like a rhythm? I think there's a standard or? amount of messages that they like. They're I'm, like a, a repertoire of messages that you can ask them to go sing. Oh, like a happy birthday or gotcha. a congratulations. I think it's like a Mad Libs thing. And it might be like a Mad Libs thing. So it's like the nurse and Ferris Bueller? Yes. Yeah, I gotcha. The prostitute that they hired. <laughs> yeah, oh, it it's a whole thing. In the, in the middle I of the day. I forgot about that. We'll go back yeah. to that movie at some point because I still want to do the cost of the Save Ferris campaign at oh, some point. Oh, man. But anyway, so... That episode for, was good, though. So, all in, if everybody works an hour plus the 125 for the telegram, it's about $200 for an hour. Oh, that's not so bad. No. How much do you think that uh, maison costs to rent? Probably a lot. Oh, that house? Yeah. Really depends on how rural it is. Yeah. Well, they got to drive up a long gravel road, and there seems like there's just it takes the all cops around. an hour to get there, and it takes the cops an hour to get there. Well, I think he calls them to be there an hour, which I don't think is a thing that happens. I don't think the cops <laughs> hey, take please. requests. <laughs> Not please. In oh my the... god! Oh my god! Please be here in uh, let's call forty five minutes. Say like an hour. Hour We're ten to, would like, be fine. Clean up a little bit. Not <laughs> well, in the quantity that they arrive in. <laughs> yeah, I mean the real reason that it takes them so long is because their cars get frightened. All day, baby. I'll go all day with this He's movie. Every part of the movie. <laughs> Anywho, so if you do this event for six hours, seems about right. But you don't increase the telegrams salary, so it's still 125. But everybody else, you times by six, it becomes six hundred dollars. That's so cheap. Which is yeah, I mean, to do this quality of a dinner party, I mean. Well, they only have one cook for all twelve of them. But she's whatever. clearly good because monkey's brains, while not common <laughs> in Washington, in Washington D.C. <laughs> Uh, well, no, sorry, it's monkey's brains. Well, often found in Cantonese, Cantonese cuisine, cuisine are, are not, not often to be found in Washington, D.C. Um, That's what we ate. <laughs> so, yeah, $600. And then if you want to do it for a full year, now this is where... You get a murder party every day for well, a year? Well, that's the thing, is if you wanted to do this for a year... Um, like a good business model. It, it gets much more expensive. It's like 170000 Dollars, and that's for well, the hundred thousand dollars is the butler alone. Well, uh, literally, it is. It's a hundred thousand <laughs> for the butler, forty for the cook, twenty three for the maid, and then I did one event per week for a year for the telegram, and that's like sixty five hundred. What about per day? Give me one moment, please. What if you did like a murder mystery dinner party at this place, and you did the exact same thing every day for a year? Then it becomes forty five thousand, and the total cost becomes two ten. That is a reasonable amount of money to make any all right now what would it cost to invite six people to such an event <laughs> like what would their what would their ticket cost to come uh, yeah how much ticket money in this well obviously if it's like if just it's six we're hours, just going for a replacement right now right on, but if it's six hours cost six hundred dollars and there's six people pretty simple it's a hundred dollars a person uh, okay okay um but if you want to do it for a whole year yeah how do we want to do one every day yes yeah. and i think you should like how much you should charge in ticket prices it's gonna be just a little under a hundred again. So okay. two two eleven times three sixty five or divided by three sixty five is about five hundred and seventy nine. So divided by six, it's ninety nine dollars or ninety six dollars and sixty six cents per oh. person per ticket for an event. That's just break even. You're not doing rental on the venue. That's true. There. It does not include anything on the venue. Mm. Yeah. Now 
That being said, and if, if you, you had a volcano to, on the island, <laughs> if you come to this party twice, you're an idiot, and yeah. you're probably dead. Well, there's three different endings, so like yeah, you, you have, have to come at times. least twice. <laughs> uh, I do love a good murder mystery dinner party, though. Like I haven't done that in so long, but I would do it again in a heartbeat if you guys wanted to. I used to work at one, like hmm. a professional level, like we. You know, there was in a hotel, and audience came to us, and we fed them dinner and did a murder mystery right. around them. No, I'm more meant if you wanted to like buy one like, of those, buy those boxes, boxes and do it. The boxes are so much more fun. <laughs> I would do that with you guys. Doing it as a job is a uh, time and a half, <laughs> but you don't get paid time and a half. What? Turn around, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think the point of him doing something visual was so you didn't say it into the microphone. Anyway, here's what else could have happened. <laughs> well, moving on to ending number three. Bing. What? Turn it around. <laughs> Is the amount of the blackmail. Okay. Because in this movie, he's blackmailing them all for what they can afford, and in some cases more, more than, than they, they can, can afford. afford. So this one's pretty simple. Um, I have Colonel Mustard. So I looked up a colonel's salary. Okay. I have Mrs. White. So... This is weird. Can we actually pause? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so on to our third ending. <laughs> which is... The actual point of this movie is that the bad guy, if you will, is blackmailing everybody. So I wanted to know, how much would his blackmail operation make? Fair? Yes. Is this an episode where we get to tell people how to blackmail someone? <laughs> like how we told them how to launder money? I'm not going to tell them how, although it's actually pretty <laughs> apparent in the movie. Yeah, Find a secret right they don't want someone to know, and then tell them, you have to send me money, or I'll tell people that secret. That's great. Do you guys have a secret you don't want anybody to know? Not enough that I would pay somebody about it. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the same boat. All of my secrets are benign enough that they're secrets, but if somebody was like, you have to pay me or I'll tell people, I'll be like, okay, I'll pay you. And then I would just go tell people myself to mm -hmm. like manage the impact yeah. and then come back to them and be like, fuck right off. <laughs> Get out of my fucking face. Now I didn't everybody have, knows. I, I paid that lady out of my own pocket and I didn't <laughs> use any of the government money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, all we have to do is break down basically what we think Colonel Mustard, Mrs. White, Mrs. Scarlet, uh, sorry, Mrs. White, Miss Scarlet, Mrs. Peacock, Mr. Green, and Professor Plum can pay, and how much he's charging them. Oh, only that? Only that. <laughs> so, it's pretty simple. Uh, colonel Mustard is a military colonel. So, there's a range of how much colonels get paid, so I basically just picked the middle. Okay. Okay. And he gets, so in in the middle, he'd get paid $106,000 a year. That's the middle? Mm-hmm. Dang. Colonel's pretty Colonel's, high up there. That's, that's, that's Colonel, Lieutenant there. Colonel General. A, okay. You're making decisions at that level. People are trusting you with yeah, national I mean, you security. Presume, I don't actually know the numbers, but presumably have charge over probably hundreds. I mean, it depends on where you, what service you're a colonel in, but like, it can be a lot of people. Okay. Ooh, did that hurt? No. I was just very afraid about the recording. It's a pine it. table. It's fine. It's, it's soft. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's pine. It's just got a pine design on the top. Uh, then there's Mrs. White. This one was hard. 
Yeah, because she's a widow. She, yeah, she's unemployed as a widow. So here's what I did. Mm, she's a professional widow. Yeah, she is. Well, that's the thing. A black widow. We know she dated a physicist. And a magician. He was not a very good magician. He never reappeared. I believe he was an illusionist. <laughs> that was his job. Anywho, so I picked a physicist's salary at $121,000. Then I times it by 10, because presumably he's dead, so he got his life insurance payout. Oh, sure. So I said, let's do 10 times what he's making. Okay. Sure. So $1.2 million. Great. Then she's had five husbands, so I multiplied that by five. So they're six million physicist husbands. They weren't, but I had to pick something. They're we only probably know. not making less money. Yeah, we know her. Yeah. We know him in the illusionist. I have no idea what everybody else was making, so I just figured we'll use the physicist and we'll kind of go from there. Do you know how much the illusionist was making? Do you know how much David Copperfield makes in a year? I don't. <laughs> no, this is oh, the answer okay. to the question. I really don't. <laughs> Great. Um, so that gives her $6 million. Yeah. And then a common drawdown rate, which means how much of your money do you spend every year in retirement is 4%. Mm-hmm. So okay. I used that. So if it's 4% of $6 million, she makes $240,000 roughly a year. Nice. That's pretty sick. Yeah, nice. murdering your husband's a pretty nice life. And I get, what, four or five more after you? She has five, so you get four more. Yeah. And then you got After me. Okay. After yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I think I have to step them up in like terms of uh, life insurance payouts. Well, they should be like Kleenex. Rude. <laughs> Soft, strong, and disposable. <laughs> you were taken care of <laughs> if let's something not, happens. Let's not go there. It makes me sad. <laughs> that goes back to ending yeah. number one. But yeah. here's another thing. Uh, okay, so then Mrs. Scarlet was, all, or Miss Scarlet was also kind of tough. Um, because she runs a prostitution ring and sex hotline, which they don't do a lot of studies on what those people make. Yeah, weird. So I picked a hotel owner, which the average like boutique hotel owner is... Uh, I see where your mind's at. I don't know that the logic is sound. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> I was going to say, it might be... Boutique hotel owner, 77,000. Okay. And then I doubled it for the sexy times. <laughs> All right. Because she does sure. say, the reason I did that is because she does say, I run a boutique hotel and hotline for gentlemen. She says she runs a hotel in there. Okay. Okay. So I used 77 as a hotel, like a boutique hotel owner, and then doubled it for sexy times. I think that's probably fair. That's How much money do you think Miss Cleo made? Because I feel like uh, if we're talking like sexy time hotline. Miss Cleo, the, the psychic? Yeah, the fake psychic. Well, I was just thinking about a hotline where you, like a 900 number where you charge a lot of money. Well, you know there, are, there are sexy ones for those, too. The 900 numbers are the sexy time numbers. Oh, really? Did you know that? I didn't. So you're welcome, free. my wife. Yes, right. <laughs> if you're listening. There you go. This is like the time that my sister was like, oh, yeah, I totally take pot all the time. And my parents were like, we have nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I call the sexies at 1-800. Nope, you fucked it up you already. You the toll-free sexies from NPR. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Mrs. Peacock. Okay, she's a diplomat? She's a diplomat's she's wife. She delivers her husband's votes for cash. Mm. She sells a senator's votes for cash. That should be easy to look up in our current political climate. I found multiple articles. How much does mm-hmm. Scott Pruitt make? He- <laughs> <laughs> political. No, but, but like I- not even. He's why is he in office? <laughs> I don't understand. So I did find several articles about people basically getting bribed. Okay. This one was tough, so I put it at about a million. 
um, because that was there's been more, there's been less, there's been other things. A year that she makes. Wow. There's only a hundred of them. Years. No. Senators. <laughs> Senators. One's vote is is I mean pretty. How much did Russia pay for Trump to get elected? Probably more than that. <laughs> Probably more than that. Anywho, uh, Ugh, the world that we live in is a nightmare. <laughs> so I put a million, but when we get to the end here, I'm gonna do a matrix. <gasps> Are you going to tie it all together? Based on her salary? Yes, a little bit. Because I wasn't sure how I felt about a million. So I'll walk you through that in a second. Okay. Okay. Mr. Green, he works for the State Department. So I actually just used an FBI pay as a substitute because I couldn't find right. an exact State Department. But it's 103000 And in the final ending, he's working for the FBI. Right. So that's why I used that. Yeah. yeah. So that's 103000 Obviously, I assume he is to expense his blackmail. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine putting that in your like expense reporting account thing? Fake blackmail. <laughs> you have to show your receipts. <laughs> and then Professor Plum People is a psychiatrist. Yeah, that's true. Professor Plum is a psychiatrist. Um, so I just use the um, Bureau of Labor Statistics, if you remember that site we've used before, yeah. to look up psychiatrists. Uh, about 200,000. But Great. he's doing consulting work for the, the WHO. Yeah. So yep. does that track? Because he's not allowed to practice. Oh. I, don't, I have no idea. I feel like if you're not allowed to practice, that might it might wind up being like comparable in replacement income to like consult. Yeah, oh, you especially really think so? for I feel like for a okay. government organization, yeah. they tend to pay more than. Okay, they I was should. gonna say the consultants that I know through my undisclosed employment uh, are like they're paid stupid well for the amount of time they actually do anything now if you want i can reduce it though it's all linked together so it's 200 right now if you want me to take some out of that i have no problem doing it uh i mean like i don't know that you're running like in today's world Two hundred thousand seems like a lot for a consultant for the world health health organization i'm gonna tell you right now it's um, probably not uh, <laughs> i don't know like i I just don't I think that we a receipt one time. I don't think we value public servants as appropriately oh, as we should. That's fair. We don't, but but we value the consultants. Yes, because those are probably not public Here's servants. Here's the thing: I've fair. seen receipts once for a consultant who got paid uh, four hundred dollars an hour to read depositions. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to wrap this up by saying I think that the attitude for such a role in the time period in which it was set would have been more agreeable to the dance number oh, when see. you account for inflation. So Oh, okay. Yeah. Well in the end That's where I'm that's where I was coming around, so I don't think you need to mess with it. Okay. If he gets paid four hundred dollars an hour, um and he I makes two hundred thousand to make me vomit That's five hundred hours. Which is like which a, is less nine than a and third a half hours of, a week. I know. That's the thing. That's it's so that's that gross. George Jetson money. <laughs> that's the George Jetson money. All right. So to the Matrix. Ugh. So all of the three of, uh, three, all of the six of them together. <laughs> I don't know that I can include that information in the podcast, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm supposed to know that. Well, fine. It's, it's anonymous enough. Employment. Yeah. Uh, so all of them together would make 1.8 million. Okay. With Mrs. Peacock's 1 million being the outlier, obviously. Sure. Yeah. So what I did is I made a Matrix. And now we all live in it. And uh, it's great. <laughs> um, so follow the white rabbit, everybody. Thanks for joining us. No. So without Mrs. Peacock's income, they make 800000 And then I did it at eight hundred. if she makes 200000 400000 600000 800000 and a million. So I did it from 800000 to $1.8 million 
adding by 200,000. And then I figured how much of their salary is he taking? So I went from 40% to 80%. So we can put this spreadsheet online, but I basically have however many rows that is, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, by one, two, three, four, five. So I have 35 options here, if I'm doing my math right, of where it's depending on 30. So I must have missed counted by one. But anyway, how many, how much he takes and how much they make. So on the low end, well, and then one more thing. Uh Then I take out the cost of the help. So to tie it back in. Oh, Oh. this one is really like the third ending. So the cost of the help was 211,000 a year. Mm -hmm. I add another 30% for it being hush money. Okay. So I take out, no matter what he makes, $275,000. Okay. Is that fair? Sure. So on the low end, if he takes 40% of their salary and Peacock makes nothing, mm-hmm. which seems unreasonable, but let's say that's the case, and you take out the 275000 he makes $47,000 a year in blackmail. That's, that seems pretty low. On the high end, if he takes 80% of their income, some cases more than they can afford, uh, so he takes 80% of their $1.8 million, and you take out the 275000 He makes $1.17 million a year. Dang. I think that probably sounds more correct. Because I bet you she does make about a million dollars in, like, bribes. Uh, and then I feel like he would take as much as he possibly could. Yeah. Without consideration to garnishing their wages level of. If we're going off the final ending, remind me uh, Wasworth's incentive for doing so. It was just the money, right? Like it was just. Yep. Just because he Communism could. Communism yeah. was a red herring. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted the money. Yeah. And he was actually Wadsworth or Mr. Body was his butler right. in that ending. And Wadsworth was the actual <clears throat> blackmailer. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would argue against 80% still like just cause even if well we're just doing like their base incomes for like their stated profession right? right. which like it's implied that I do take out the war profiteering for the colonel I didn't add any sort of money from his war profiteering yeah. right we're almost certainly under shooting the prostitution I was I gonna bet. say sure Ms. 100% Scarlet. Almost for sure makes more money than yeah, that. I guarantee that. And we're not even talking about Mrs. White's freelancing career as a baker in her spare time. Well, and again, she might be willing to pay much more <laughs> than that because she might be planning on murdering another husband. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this so is... So really, like, the only person that I'm not convinced, like, that... I think that most people could, could pay up to 80%, except for Plum, I think. I think that he because he doesn't seem to have a he doesn't have seem like income. a secondary income like even Green like the FBI is going to pay whatever they need to to put the kibosh on this right on this sting you know well then maybe Plum would be the more than he can afford group I mean because for a while it's undisclosed how long this has been going on yeah yeah but I mean for a while right you can get personal loans and credit card debt and like there's ways you can there's make ways you can 80%. make eighty percent. Not long-term sustainable, right. but for 
if this has been going on two years, you can make that work. Yeah, and he's okay. also like, it seems like he's picking up random things here and there from the WHO and everything. So sure. Like, okay. All right. I've been swayed. I'm okay with that 80% number then. Yeah. So anything in that last column based on what we decide that uh, Peacock earns. Okay. So yeah. then real quickly, just the 80% column. Mm-hmm. Peacock makes nothing is 370000 Peacock makes 200000 is five thirty. 400,000 is 690, 600,000 is 850, 800,000 is 1 million almost exactly, and the full million is 1.17 million, like I said. So somewhere between that 370 and 1.1 million. Well, she has to earn something. She does have to earn something. So we can throw so that first one out. We can throw the 370 out. Otherwise, if he was blackmailing her nothing because she made nothing, she probably wouldn't have shown. Yeah, well, she'd be like, okay. <laughs> they said monkey's brain. She's like, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, my face. <laughs> so somewhere between 500 and 1.1 then I if you're taking so. 80% depending on what Peacock makes okay by selling a senator's vote and you're saying that like a million you researched the number the million number and that seems reasonable it's a combination of a bunch of articles bribed articles and yeah. actually what I think I did um, it's been a while since I did this math some of them were just like here's how much they got bribed and actually some of them were this much per vote and so then I actually did some basing on like how many votes the Senate does in any given year. That's crazy that that information is like about publicly available. Two hundred to four fifty in a very high year, but it looks like mostly two hundred to about three hundred votes, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Then I feel like a million. If you if you have a senator in your pocket for whatever vote you want, and there's two hundred something at least a year. And it, no, it's again. probably not from the same person or organization every time. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's probably depends on the each vote, right? Like right. this vote, the pharma companies are the ones driving me. And this one, right. it's the Russians. And this one, it's the, the like... milk lobby. Yeah. <laughs> big well, milk. And big you're milk. assuming and that big death. there's just one uh, briber for each vote. Right. That's true. Like if you, you could be if combining you, bribes from like... This group can only pay so much, and this group can only pay so much. But they both together. agree on the vote that they want. And it's yeah. not even a together. It's more of a, if you get one person says, I'll pay 400000 to vote this way, then as long as you approach people you know who will vote the same way, yeah, and say, hey, I can swing this vote for 200000 That's gravy. Right? They're like, yeah. oh, we'll pay you to swing it. It's like, it was already swung. But wink, 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 wink. It's swung. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. That's so gross. Yeah, I think you've made the argument for a million then. I think so. And yeah, all of this is after his 275 he's paying for his staff with some hush money included yeah. in there. And that's not including, like, that's assuming that the blackmail is only coming from the money she's accepting from bribes, not to mention whatever whatever else. just naturally a, a occurring wealth money. they may have. Yeah, you right. know? Yeah, absolutely. Because like, generally senators are wealthy people anyway. Generally senators are generally. wealthy people, yeah. and probably for the time period, it would not have been uncommon for him to have another occupation. Really? Yeah. I also think, if I remember correctly, and I have to go back and read the law, I don't think you can get convicted of insider trading as a senator. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you don't make money as a senator. <laughs> All senators out there listening, if you need some hints about how to be a better money-making senator, don't call us. Just be a good person. Yeah, oh, that's hard because on one hand, you can't tell your investment advisor what you know, so you'd have to manage your own. But you like, would just have to be like on top of it yourself. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, if you're about to publicize something, if you're about to publicize you like an know. investigation into some other big company, it's terribly unethical. But I don't think technically you're allowed to be 
Right. There's some. There's some rule. There's some remember, protection like, to it. Protection yeah. on insider trading that the rest Why? of us don't have. I think it's because you know so because much. Because you have to. It's almost oh, impossible. Because like to you not. couldn't invest otherwise. Yeah, it would be like the. It would essentially just be like, Im, it would be forcing you into. I'm not going to say poverty, but like it would be forcing you into a lower economic bracket. If you're going to change the tax code one way or the other, it's going to have an impact on the market, and like there's no way. The whole market, right? There's yeah. nothing you can invest in that's like immune from changes in tax code, Man. for example. What if we like had it so that like an anonymous person was in charge of their investments instead? So when I was at Morningstar, um, which is, I don't know if I was supposed to say where I worked, but that's the job I used to work at. But uh, I can bleep it out if you want. I don't care. Uh, one way or the other. But it was a, as a stock analyst, like I could hold companies in my sector, but nothing specific. So okay. I could like buy a mutual fund in my sector, but I couldn't like. You could make, buy stock in X company. Uh, yeah, or against X company or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think that's how senators, I don't know if that's how they're allowed to do it, but it's how they should do it, where it's like you can buy general investments, but you can't make specific calls. Yeah. Sure. Probably like you can be not invested, in, like all of your money can be in index funds, yeah. but you can't buy. Pick the S&P 500, yeah. no problem. You just can't like bet against X company. That's probably not how it is, knowing the world, but that's how I wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, so, again, just a common theme among most of our episodes, the world is garbage. <laughs> uh, I feel like that tied in kind of pretty much everything, except for, like, you know, liability insurance. Although I will say, I bet you this isn't a blackmail payout is more than whatever money his widow, if he has one, would get from him being murdered. Probably. A million dollars a year, certainly. Yeah. A one-time million, uh, it depends. Yeah, but. well, that's true. Yeah. Depends on if they have kids. Also depends uh-huh. on if you invest it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They seem like shady peeps. <laughs> Who's to say? This has been great. Is this, is this, do you have any final thoughts? Things we want to talk about? Clue? Quotes you want to say, Dan? I'll hold. <laughs> yes, I'll hold. <laughs> He's on everybody else's phone. Why shouldn't he be on mine? <laughs> That is a joke that is, like, not timely for the movie when it got made. Correct. It's and like, it's even less timely now. Yeah. But it... Yeah. Well, what a fun Hoover joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Are you I trying think... to make me look stupid in front of the other podcasters? You don't need any help from me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that does it. That just about does it for us this week. Uh, this has been Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. And I have the person who won our... Oh, review shoot. contest. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yes. Clap, clap, clap. Golf clap into the microphone. <laughs> so our winner is uh, iTunes name PTC3 Blue Devil. You know, iTunes names look cool, but they don't read out loud very well. <laughs> no. But I looked through all of them and none of them would have. So <laughs> I'm almost certain that everyone who has like commented on like I don't think any of our <laughs> any of our commenters are probably like heavy iTunes commenters. Yeah. Because they all look like the, all their usernames are like, someone's put a gun to my head and I need to come up with a username (laughs) right now. If I get a bad Scrabble hand. Or clearly they were made 10 years ago and they're like, well, changing it seems hard. I would tell you about my uh, AOL. Hold on, before we go down that. Anyway, congratulations to PTC something. (laughs) Three Blue Devil. Devil. Just to be clear, before we go tangent, Please email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com, the charity you want $50 to go to, and I will donate it. And we'll and let, let you know, know. Yeah. not this next episode, but the episode after that. Correct. Where and I'll email donate. you back so you'll know before the episode comes out. Yeah. But we will let you know if you're comfortable with it. 
where that money went. And congratulations. Thank you so much for writing us a review. It means a lot to us. It really does. And uh, even without this money for another cause uh, incentive, you should definitely write us a review on iTunes because it gets us in front of more ears. And if we get in front of more ears, we can keep doing this for longer. And that would be great because I've had a very fun time and hope you have too. Um, In terms of uh, AOL... Yeah, usernames I want to tell you about real quick that I had a username picked out and my mom was like that one's used up here's your username and it had our like address numbers in it and I was like oh no mom you said I wasn't supposed to use any like personally identifying information and she went I know what I said just use your username <laughs> so I think mom might have tooled around for a while trying to figure out what to do me <laughs> I really hope it was just your street address, like it wasn't, in full. It was. It wasn't the street address in full. It was just the number that I lived at. Well, it was your street address underscore your social security number? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then a list of my fears <laughs> alphabetically. Yeah. <laughs> um, a arachnids. <laughs> B. B. Bloating. Barracudas. Barracudas. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Make Believe Money. Thank you especially to our reviewer who will be getting $50 sent to their charity of choice, assuming it's not Nazis. Um, uh, if you that's have charity. It's not charity. If you have comments or questions or rude remarks, rude remarks keep to yourself. But you can email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. As Again, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Um, or your podcatcher of choice. We're on Stitcher. That's always helpful to have more reviews. Um, uh, thanks as always to our music lady, Charlie Miller, our personal singing telegram who provides us with our, uh, music that you hear in this episode, except for, I think the interstitials on this episode will be very specific. Um, and as always, you know, keep in touch and we'll see you next time on make believe money. Keep in touch, huh? Keep in touch. I want them to think we're friends. <laughs>